0: So here's the question: How do independent adjusters and appraisers like us, who can't hide behind corporate logos, processes, and profits, who are spending our own money and reputation, how do we work in a way that lets us get work, assignments, deployments, and more income without wasting time or money in this world of insurance? Wow, we stand out in the crowd. That is the question, and this podcast will help guide you to the answers. My name is Chris Stanley, and this is the Independent Adjuster Podcast. Join myself and other independents on the path to non-corporate success in the insurance industry. We are
1: IAs. Okay, all right, thank you. All right, so hey Jesus looks like you... Uh you uh, got a twofer here. What does IAPAP support look like after graduating in terms of helping land a job? Great question. So are you saying, let me make sure I understand correctly. Are you saying uh, as far as landing a desk job? Are we talking the liability side?
0: Mm -hmm. That's correct. Yes.
1: Okay. So we do have partnerships with firms and those partnerships are continuing to expand as we do expand the liability program to ensure that our students do have somewhere to go after you've invested your time and obviously your finances into this training. So my last class, I am proud to say, went on to be picked up by alacrity. The majority of my class, probably all of three people are now all working in liability. So as soon as they were graduating, they were working like Monday. That's
0: amazing. I'm, I'm very interested in the course. So maybe I should uh, reach out to you after. I don't know when it'd be a good time, but very interested in the course. Okay. I, I do have some experience, and but I think I can learn a lot from the bodily injury side. I've, I haven't done any bodily injury type of claims here. but
1: uh. Okay. So our bodily injury program is is currently in, in development and under construction. And because of how detailed it is it's going to require a lot more work um, on my side on the development so I just ask that you guys be patient as I am working to get that program rolled out right now what's rocking and rolling is our liability program where we're able to like we are getting requests for students to like hey we need someone, we need X amount of adjusters and we're to the point to where we're trying to fill those spots. So even if any of you all are interested in potentially taking the liability course, I do have a couple of my uh, alums here on the on the conference call with us now that have taken the course as well that can potentially speak with you guys and, and give you some feedback on how it has helped them whether it's helped them uh kind of develop their resume a little bit more or help them find work but either way it definitely uh is has added a bonus to you know what your skill set is especially with a lot of you being super new to the industry how much does it fee for that course i believe it's on the IA Path website i'm oh, not sure what the pricing is Yes, you would go on the yeah, iPad website. I don't
0: even have it memorized. But if you go to <laughs> training.ipath.com, uh and look for the auto liability program, it's a part of that. And anybody who's enrolled in the um, our all-access pass, which we rolled out a few months ago, you get all of our certifications for a year, which it's basically a three-month rotation. Every three months, we're doing all the certifications, and then we start over, and then we start over. So that that if you're interested in that, you can you can check those out. Uh, at training.iapath.com. Okay. So yes, me, I want to be included in
1: that. <laughs> All right. That's what I like to hear. All right. Anyone else have any questions before I continue before I step on the gas?
0: You go ahead. I'll, I'll man the chat. There's some questions coming in there, but it's more ones I can just answer talk-wise, okay. but cool. uh, text-wise.
1: All right, cool. So um, another thing I wanted you all to understand is that your insurance licenses may not necessarily be um, put to use just for adjusting claims. So last year I had a super unique opportunity. I'm sorry. Hello. I think somebody needs to go on mute. Maybe. Okay. So last year I had a super unique opportunity where I was able to work unemployment, pandemic unemployment claims for the state of Louisiana. Now I never would have thought that, and, and, and one of the requirements was to be a licensed adjuster. Now you weren't really adjusting like in the world that we know as adjusting, but that was one of the requirements. So I got a call and say, hey, what do you think about uh, coming to work claims uh, for the state of Louisiana um, adjudicating uh, pandemic unemployment claims? And I'm like, oh, okay, I-, I could do that. So I, uh, I, 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 that's exactly how that conversation went. I, I promise it. We were on the phone all of two minutes. So I was like, okay, well, we'll see the information, and it was it was good money, and we had government holidays off, and I think we worked in office for four weeks because the state of Louisiana came in and did the training. Uh, we were in office for two weeks post training, and then they let everybody go home with their computers. So that was definitely a unique opportunity. And here and there, probably not so much now since a lot of the pandemic assistance has slowed down significantly or stopped in a lot of states. So you really don't see a whole lot of it, but the fact that I added a new skill set to my resume that I now know how to adjudicate an unemployment claim when I had no absolute clue about unemployment claims prior to me taking on that role. So I said all that to say is that there are other opportunities that may present themselves and the requirement would be for you to be licensed in a particular jurisdiction, um, but the job itself may not be what you're used to or what's conventionally known as adjusting so i know there are other opportunities i based on my insurance licenses i ended up working at a law firm a couple of years ago uh negotiating uh un- uh pre-litigation uh, bodily injury or personal injury cases with insurance companies so now i was on the flip side Of things and this wasn't done as an IA this was I was an employee of the law firm but uh, I didn't have a law degree obviously but because I had a background in bodily injury and I had insurance licenses they took a chance on me and say hey I think you would be a really good fit for this because you did this on the other side with litigation and with bodily injury and based on that we feel that you will be successful and I did I mastered that role in like a year year and a half and i kind of got bored with it and i was done with it so that's (laughs) i know that's so sad for me to say that i probably shouldn't have said that but that was the honest to god truth so that for me if you're (laughs) chris stop laughing (laughs) so if you're a person like me i'm the type of person like i'll get bored with something like i'll do something i'm like okay i don't want to do this anymore and instead of me hating to go to my job every day i have the option if i don't want to run around and estimate cars if i don't want to uh uh do liability. If I don't want to evaluate BI claims, I I can do whatever it is that I want to do. So ultimately, what I'd like to see from everyone here, especially all of you all that are new to claims and to insurance, is to find out what you're interested in, because that is what you're going to thrive in. So once I took liability, once I became a liability adjuster, and this was as a carrier, as a carrier adjuster, Like bodily injury and liability became the absolute, uh, I'm not gonna say the love of my life per se, but I learned the inner workings of bodily injury and liability inside out. So to where that's something I could probably do in my sleep and with my eyes closed. If you tell me something, I could tell you how it happened, what happened and what's gonna happen next. So uh, spend the time, regardless if it's you becoming a super pro- insurance appraiser and you know how to disassemble and reassemble a car, whether you can reconstruct an accident and and, and measure skid marks, if you can tell me whether or not uh, a, a fracture in an arm is current or is prior, or did this person have any prior medical issues, which may have exacerbated a current issue. Once you find what it is that you like, that is what you're going to excel at. So I would encourage each and every one of you to definitely do your research. Um, I'm definitely available for questions. Uh, you can catch me in the community. I'm also on LinkedIn. If I can find my LinkedIn page, I'll definitely share it in the chat. Uh, but once you find what you love, you'll definitely love what you do. So let, let, let me ask you all, is, is everyone pretty much coming in as auto damage appraisers uh what what is everyone interested in or you just don't know you just know you just want to make a lot of money to be honest with you that's why I started (laughs) until I I learned there were so many different things that I can do I'm, I'm I'm listen Chris you know I'm I'm just gonna tell the truth I I saw one of my friends that I worked with as a staffer she calls me up she says hey you know you should check this out And I said, okay, let me check into it. So I looked into it. So she sent me a screenshot of her check stub and I was definitely inspired. I'm gonna tell you that right now, I was inspired. So it took me a minute though to get to that level and I had to understand uh, that there are processes that go into getting to the level of where you at, where you are and also becoming an expert in your field. Whatever that is, is what definitely is going to land you work, which is going to land you work consistently, and definitely is what's going to land you a um, respect of not just your peers, but the IA firms and a lot of times the carriers that you wind up working with. Okay, we got a lot going on. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, the problem with with trying to say no, I I love what you said about bodily injury and liability. That's up my alley, alley, but I never heard of that before. And okay. so you enticed me more. I didn't even know that existed. But um, uh, so with the carriers, I'm just saying I'm open until I find out what they got. But other than that, you don't really know what to say because we're we're brand new. How do you okay. do? Okay, okay. So by by networking by being connected into forms like these, like just yesterday, I got two text messages from two different firms looking for a BI adjusters. And obviously I can't take it because I'm already working a, um, a total loss deployment. But if I know someone, that's why typically uh, on the liability message board, and I probably should do this, maybe on the main message board, I'll ask, hey, who's working? Who's looking for work? What are you looking for? Because a lot of times these text messages hit my phone every day, you know, and I just pass it on to someone else who I know who's looking for work. So networking is definitely going to be key in knowing where to look. Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, and one of the things we're going to be doing, just a sneak peek to one of the things I'm talking about tonight, is the job fair, um, we will be having a, a new booth we're going to be adding because after the interviews go away, we're going to continue to use the platform and, and make it a resource. But where IA firms, we're Tanisha, we're myself, we can all go in one spot and say job posting. We see something, paste it, we got this notification, we're allowed to share it. Right. You no, know, the IA firms can do it because the problem is we're all getting information from so many different ways, and it's so hard to stop what you're doing and share it with every individual person. And we need a way to do that. So that's something we're going to be we're, we're really trying to focus on fixing. So I, I appreciate you bringing that up because that's something we're trying to to solve is how do we make the networking easier? And that's what this whole platform is about.
1: Okay. All right. Anybody else have a question, comment, concern? Now, it looks like Colby's talking about boats. So a couple of, couple of other uh, areas of adjusting that a lot of people don't really know about is boats. They pay a lot of money. They probably pay as much as property, if not more. I don't know anything about a boat. I just stay in my lane. <laughs> I don't I just don't have the desire to do boats. But someone who may be a boat or a fishing enthusiast, they may be interested in that, but you don't find too many boat adjusters. You don't find too many crop adjusters. Now crop is I don't know too much about that. I will be honest with you and say that, but I will tell you, I can't imagine, let's just say hypothetically, there's maybe a, a, there may be a storm or a fire and a farmer loses probably half their crops. Well, how, how, how do we account for that? How do you adjust for that? What does the insurance policy look like? What do the coverages look like? Does the coverage say maybe two acres of corn and then everything else is self-pay? I, I don't know. I would definitely be be interested in in knowing that. It's not, I don't think that would be something I would would, I think it will just be an FYI, but I don't think that would be something I would be interested in going into. But for those of you who do live in the Midwest, um, that may be something, or if you're open to traveling, but for a lot of you folks that live in the Midwest, that may be something that you want to look into. And for those of you who live on the coast, definitely look into boat insurance or look into um Look at to boats, especially if you have an interest in that area. there are just so many different uh, aspects of adjusting, things that you wouldn't even had thought of outside of a car being a total loss or repairable or a property claim, a roof or a fire or a hurricane. Right. It is just so many different aspects of adjusting that the smallest thing is like you you need a license for that. Like I like you you can actually get a job doing that. Yeah, you can get a job doing that. So um, definitely other areas and, and as other other areas or other opportunities are presented to me, because I, like I said, I get calls and emails for requests for the most unconventional, in my opinion, <laughs> un, unconventional requests for an adjuster. It's like you could do that. I guess you can. So. Chris, you're hot. What's up?
0: Uh, All right. So uh, one of the big things that Eva mentioned, though, is how do we know? What do we know to look for? Do we know to say? And I think part of the underlying question is, like, how do we find out about these job opportunities? Well, I could tell you if you go to like Indeed or whatever job board kind of thing you want to use, type in liability adjuster you will find thousands upon thousands of job listings. And if you're on with the catastrophic companies like Alacrity, The Best, Pilot, all the same ones you're looking to get catastrophic storms f- from, they're really a staffing company at, at the heart of it to help staff adjusters. So those same companies, Crawford is another one. Those same companies are staffing these, these type of positions. But if all you're telling them is property, 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 they're not thinking, I mean, they might offer it to you if they're really low on people um, and you might get a notification like, well, I don't even know what liability is. You just say say no or ignore it. But that's really what we're saying is be open. Tell them I wanna work anything. Be open to whatever you see come across because you don't know. And the big thing to get in these, and Tanisha, you can add to this and then Mm -hmm. we can break out to the interviews is licensing. The reason why she has 13 licenses is so she can handle claims in 13 states plus, right? So she, you have to have a license in the state to handle a claim. And so getting your licenses duplicated from one, two, three to 10 or 20, that's when you're really valuable, even if you know nothing, because they could sit mm-hmm. you in a seat and say, we'll give claims to Christopher Lundberg because he can work anything that comes in. And that's easy for them, right? That's what they want. So that's where licenses become really valuable is the desk adjusting space anything what to kind add to of, that tj what
1: kind of, excuse me what kind of license do you need for bodily injury and uh what was that uh liability is it the same uh, one we got yes it's the same one yes ma'am oh good it's the same one thank it's you same one yes ma'am same one so to piggyback off what chris said uh, a lot of the firms especially you're talking about pilot um ambrose keep blowing my phone up alacrity a lot of them will have what they're looking for on their website they'll have a career section which will let you know what opportunities are available. I know if you're looking for something outside of the norm, again, outside of your uh, your cat adjusting and your daily claims adjusting, or even total loss, Crawford is another one. They're huge on. I think I see them do more liability, bodily injury, and some of the other disciplines of insurance that I listed more than I would see the other carriers. So what I'm hearing now, even from uh, the management team with the firm I'm deployed with now, what they're saying is that a lot of insurance companies, uh, primarily State Farm, I know for sure, State Farm, Progressive and Farmers, right now they are having staffing challenges, like really, really horrible staffing challenges. And they're calling on more and more IAs to fill those seats. The problem is they don't have enough adjusters on this side that have the experience unless you're a former staffer or if you've gone through our courses. So You know, we want to make sure that you know that these opportunities are available and there is work available, because I think that was some of the pushback in the beginning of, you know, if I do this liability course, where am I going to find work? At this stage, it's more probable for you to find work as a liability or a BI adjuster than auto, because auto is oversaturated. Everyone is an adjuster. Everybody's going out writing estimates. Not too many people are making liability decisions and negotiating BI claims. So right now that's the bread and butter at the very entry point. And really at the beginning of this year, you know, it's just right now we're starting to see more of an uptick of these text messages and email notifications from these companies. If you're on their rosters that, hey, this is what we need right now. They're just taking if you got a post, they'll take you at this point. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, seriously, if you, if you got a pulse, they'll take you. And, and get your licenses
0: you and get on the rosters. That's the key. Even if you can't take our course, that's OK. Like, yeah. you still might get a shot. Just like yeah. when things get tough on the property side. Don't feel like I can't afford another course right now. OK, still pursue it. If you know where you're wanting to get to, and mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about tonight in my presentation is, you know, knowing where you want to get to. It's huge. If you kind of choose your path, I am interested in desks then go get licenses, right? Even, and then, yes, if you can take the course, great. That might help expedite things. But at the end of the day, just be aware of your opportunities. Are you dreaming of a career in auto damage, but find yourself not meeting the experience requirements? You can try the first part of our seven part auto damage certification for free. This allows you to dive deep into auto damage training with no strings attached. And if you love it, you can continue on and purchase the full program. your life.